Hey, dear sister, welcome to part two of my conversation with Kimberlyn Abbey. I hope that you have enjoyed part one and uh, it has blessed you greatly. And no long things, y'all, no long tins, as we'll see in Africa, no long tins, no long talks. Let's just go ahead and go into part two of my beautiful conversation with Kimberlyn Abbey. And I hope that you enjoy the conversation. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Wow. So, um, crazy thing is, um, I have known Daniel since high school, right? Now you guys went uh, to high school in Ghana. No, Liberia. You went back to Liberia. Yeah. Okay. So, so no, so before the war, um, we we all went to Catholic school, and his was an all boys school. Mine was co-ed, but we would always um, have events at my campus, at my school. And so I would always see him. Um, so we never, but we never really, you know, like hung out, so to speak. Um, it was just, hey, I know you, you know me, hey, kind of thing, right? <laughs> um, so fast forward to... Georgia, you know, we 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 meet up, we meet in Georgia at a function, and it was like, oh my God, you live here? Yeah, I live here. How long you been here? Kind of thing. Um, but even after, so even after the first time, so the 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 first time that I saw Daniel after the war was maybe two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. I saw him. Um, and then I didn't see him again. I didn't see him again until 2009, right? Um, but we were both with our exes, at, you know, when we met in 2002. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to 2009, we're, we're divorced, right? Um, so, it, you know, we start dating, and I'm not going to get into all of the juicy details about all of that but... we'll do the marriage episode another time exactly another time. <laughs> so we start dating and we you know we get married and and settle into like a rhythm right or or, or start to settle into a rhythm and then so one day um i felt god say to me that it was time for us to get baptized again I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know if I'm, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Jesus. <laughs> so the first thought that crossed my mind was, okay, Lord, you know I'm an introvert. I don't know how you think I'm going to get up in front of all those people and tell them, like, I, like, I don't know about all of that. <laughs> so you deal with me first <laughs> before I go tell this man. And so... um. So it took me a minute, but then I finally told I took, finally told Daniel, I said, God is telling us that we need to get baptized again. He was like, what? Well, I mean, we, we're, we're, you know, we're Christians. I said, no, no. I said, we need to get baptized again. And so we went through this process, um, did the baptism class and all of that. And... But even when I told him, it, I think for both of us, it was hard for a minute for us to kind of understand. We, you know, we didn't understand what God was telling us to do this, right? Do this thing. Um, and then we said, okay, we'll do it. We'll just go all in. Um, so we got baptized, I think in 2013, either 12 or 13, we got baptized. Shortly after we got married. We got married in 2011. So shortly after that, we got we we got baptized. And I'm telling you, Kate, it's like there was such a shift in our marriage. Because one, the obedience that we 
that we follow through to say, well, we been we were baptized, you know, as children, because that's the first thing people say, well, I was baptized in the church, mm -hmm. you know, when I was 10 and whatever. And it's like, no, but I'm calling you into a different place and into a different season. Trust me with it. And so we trusted God to, to walk us through that. And the, the way that it, it shifted my marriage to where I started to see how God started to just walk with us, walk with us to where things that we were struggling with became a lot easier to handle because now we knew our source. Not that we didn't know our source before, but our source became more visible to us and more tangible to us, right? So then it's like, okay, so that thing that we were worried about why don't we just pray about it and see what God does? And God just started to show up in different ways and to bless us to where it's like, um, so for me, my breaking, breaking through or breakthrough season, whatever you want to call it, was one meeting Daniel, us getting married, and then just starting to see how God was using us or he's still using us in this process of marriage, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I will tell you that, the w and, and, and for me, so, you know, people, people like I'm on a prayer team and I'll give you an example. I'm on a prayer team. And one of the things that I used to pray for way back when was, God, help me to know how to pray to you. Help me to know how to, to not only pray for myself, but pray for other people, other things. Help me to know. It's not just about me calling on you all day. Well, I I can honestly tell you that once I got into that place where I submitted to him, um, I started to see him change my 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 tongue in how I prayed. Um, mm -hmm. Whether I prayed in the spirit or I prayed for you to understand, right? Um so when I pray for people now, people will say, oh, you have this anointing with prayer. And I'm like, no, but it's not me. Y'all don't understand. <laughs> like half of the time when I pray, I don't remember what I pray because I know huh. the Holy Spirit using me. Right. Mm -hmm. But I know that even my prayer life didn't happen until I came out of that water and Holy Spirit just like came on me and I started to see my life in a different way. Mm -hmm. so yeah wow you know okay so for those of you who didn't catch on daniel was mentioned earlier not daniel <laughs> from the bible but his character is like daniel from the bible but daniel was mentioned earlier in the discussion and conversation and he was in the same i'll say situation that you were in you know from liberia mm -hmm. to ghana and all that and, you know, fast forward years later, God says, this is the gift that I want you mm -hmm. to have. And y'all mm -hmm. just get to do life together. Absolutely. And it's that power of obedience, right? Hearing from the Lord and being faithful to the Lord. I always say mm -hmm. that, you know, God is faithful to us, but are we faithful to him? Yeah. You know, it goes yeah. both ways. It's a relationship. Absolutely. We have to be yeah. faithful to him just as he is faithful to us. And Absolutely. what I'm hearing, I said, obedience opens your heart and your eyes to see the source of your blessings. And that's, that's exactly, you know, what it, yeah. it, it kind of captures what you and Daniel have been through is, yeah. you know, the obedience to be baptized by him. Yeah. James and yeah. I, the same thing. I actually got baptized when I was pregnant with Kennedy, our first child. Wow. And it was May 9th or so. I'll never forget that day. It was outdoor wow. baptism at Victory. And we have the picture with Pastor Johnson baptized me. <laughs> <laughs> at that time, you know. You know and it's, it's, it's incredible when as a couple, yeah. you are obedient to yeah. walk through this together. And Kim, you know, I have married couples also that listen that 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 I liked what you said about there was there's a difference before the baptism and after baptism and being yeah. able to see that source. So when yeah. we are going through suffering in our marriage, when we are going through mm -hmm. some hardship in our mm -hmm. marriage, you yeah. do come together. You know, suffering can tend yeah. to break couples apart. Absolutely. But I love it when couples are able to say that, you know, that actually make, made us stronger. 
yeah. than anything else. Yeah. I always believe that it is the source. It yeah. is that anchor that when Absolutely. everything else around the two of you is not working, yeah. y'all can hold on to and be like, yeah, well, we got this one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, so I mean, being in, in marriage ministry, Kate, you, you know this very well. Um, one of the things that we say, and, and though we're talking about couples for a minute, but this can even relate to your relationship with other people, right? But we, we say this is the point of agreement is the point of power, mm. right? So your point of agreement, meaning if you and James are saying we are going to agree to get baptized, now you have taken authority and power over the enemy that's trying to steal that purpose and that promise and that blessing that God wants to to to, to bring into your life, right? So, so when you agree on something, whether it's with your spouse or with your sibling or with your friend group of women to say, we are going to pray every Tuesday at 6 p.m., Regardless of where we are, we're going to call in and we're just going to touch base. If When you agree to that one thing that you know would glorify God, he in turn will say, okay, now since you have agreed to this thing, I am going to shield you from not saying that you're not going to go through strife because you will. The Bible tells us that, right? That we're going to go through hard times. But because you agree to that thing, now you have power. Now I'm going to give you authority to know how to trample over serpents and lions. Anything that comes in your path that is not of the will of God is not going to stand because you know your source, right? Mm -hmm. So you know how to fight. My, Daniel always says, we fight fair. You can fight as long as you don't dishonor the person you're fighting mm -hmm. with, meaning your spouse. You can fight and still love each other through your fighting, I, you know, People, when somebody asked me one time, I was like, you know, how are you guys doing? I said, you know, I will say this to you. Even on my worst day, when I don't, like, when I don't even want to look at my husband. Hey, it <laughs> happens. No, it happens. But even on my worst day, <laughs> when I, I, I wanted to not, <laughs> to, to hurt <laughs> to do that thing with me alone yeah. <laughs> even on my worst day it's still a good day yeah. even on my worst day it's still a good day because my worst day is also an opportunity for me to see God move mm. differently so even on my worst day I still love him I will still honor him. Like I could be mad at him, but I can still feed him. Right. <laughs> now the food might be a little bit extra spicy. But... But he's still the, the conversation that we have in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, like, do you really, do I really have to honor him? Like, yeah. Yeah, yes, you like, do. yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love this. Listen, I'm getting to the title of this episode. The point of agreement is your point of power. That yeah. that brings so much into focus. I thought about the scripture about the three-stranded cord is not easily broken. That Absolutely. applies to all kinds of relationships. You know, when yeah. God is at the center of a friendship, when God is at the center yeah. of a parent-child relationship, yeah. when God is at the center of marriage, any kind of relationship, yeah. mm -hmm. when both of you agree in the presence yeah. of God, yeah, he can do amazing things. Yeah, I thought about even yesterday when I was talking to one of my coaching clients and I was talking about access, yeah. access with God. We mm -hmm. only get access through intimacy with him. You oh. know? My children have access to me that no other person does. No other kid, Absolutely. no other child has that kind of access that my, my, if I'm recording podcasts right now and my son just bursts through, I'm like, hey, what's going on? But if somebody <laughs> bursts out, I was like, why would you do that? Right? Like yeah. there's a difference between like that access that people have. Mm -hmm. And when you know and have that intimacy with God, you have that yeah. authority. You know, yeah. intimacy gives you access. Access gives yeah. you authority. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. We have to tap into that. That authority is ready for you to tap into where you can go to him and be like, this is what you said in your word. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting. uh, Come on. Let's, let's, let's see what you can do. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I think, you know, sometimes we miss that because we look at relationships across the board. We look at relationships like, you know, my friends, including you, you know, I can be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Some ridiculous things. Um, but then I can switch to loving you and praying with you and nurturing you and, you know, all of those things. And, you know, when we understand relationships in that way, when we understand that, you know, um, if I see Kate doing something, I can correct her without her feeling like, 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 oh my gosh, Pastor Johnson was talking today about judging, yeah. right? Without being judgmental. Um, and, and, I mean, when and even when you cross that line, knowing when to be humble enough to come back and say, you know, Kate, I'm sorry, you know, I said what I said. I know it hurt your feelings. Please know that my heart wasn't, you know, in that space. And knowing how to be humble about it, right? But I think when we understand relationships from the point of intimacy, mm. right, um, then it takes on a whole different meaning for us. Right. I love that when I shared with you that I had lost one of a, a woman who was who was dear to me and I had been praying for to be healed, that when I said she had passed on to be with Jesus, I didn't hear from you. But the next thing I know, I got a gift in the mail. And that thing, like that's one of my most treasured things right now, because I'm like. I didn't ask you for it. But because we are in relationship and you know my heart, um, you know where to tug mm-hmm. to get me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so sometimes when we understand relationship, then we understand the importance of being intimate with people that we're in relationship with. And then I know because of that relationship and because of the intimacy that we share, not physical, mm-hmm. but the intimacy that we share in our friendship and our love for Jesus and our love for each other, mm-hmm. I have access to you. Yes. Right? So I can you call have you. access. <laughs> exactly. I can text you. I can look for your husband and I can find <laughs> your mama in the parking lot of church and be like, listen, you need to tell your daughter. <laughs> you know, you have access. I you have, have access. that access that, exactly. that nobody has and all yeah. that stuff. Because And then, as Pastor Johnson was saying today, you know, I will trust, you know, I may be hurt, but I will trust that your intention is right. You know, you're coming from a good place and all that stuff. And that's, that's it as children of God, as daughters is, you know, we can have that access, but it has to be from intimacy through the Holy Spirit. I, I will tell you, Kate, for, for many years, um, I was very afraid to tell my story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't even really told my story. Um, mm-hmm. I've just kind of, <laughs> but I was very afraid to tell my story because I, I felt like people would judge me. People would condemn me, not not so much judgment as condemnation, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going straight to hell. That's that's how I felt. And Daniel would always say to me, but baby, you got to tell your story. You have a ministry that's tied into that was birthed out of your story. So you have to tell your story. And I was like, no, I don't have to tell my story. I just have to ask people to help these girls. Like, I don't need to tell people my story. Um, but one of the things that I learned was one, I had to trust God that, okay, God, if you have given me this platform for me to be able to shepherd other women, then you have to help me 
to heal from my pain, right? Because it was just, it was like, it was unthinkable for me. Like when I thought about what I, some of the things that happened to me, it was unthinkable for me. And even with my husband, it took me years for Daniel to even know a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I would give him, I would give him, I would give him chunks of, of what happened to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, especially during the war. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was raped. I was abused sexually. I was, um, I was pawned. Mm-hmm. You, you name it. I, I went through it. And so I can say those things, but the details of it, it's still so painful, right? So I've learned over the years that when I bring women into my cycle or my circle, when I bring women into my circle, it's who do I trust with my heart? Oh. Because for me, it's a heart thing. Who do I trust with my heart enough to share my story and And not feel condemned or judged, right? But I can share my story with my sister and she can still love me. And she can still see me as worthy of being on a platform like this, right? Because when people sometimes hear your story, they feel like you're not worthy enough to to talk to anybody else because you have all this junk. But... I always say, like, the way that I see myself is in the image of a Rahab. Mm. But the way that God sees me is through the lineage of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how he saw Rahab. She's in the lineage of Jesus. So, um, so sometimes the way that we... Um, the way that we allow people to to have access to us, right? How do, who do I trust with my heart, and who's going to help to guard it? So, meaning now that I've shared this part of myself with you, are you going to be the one that's going to help to protect it, right? Mm-hmm. So, my husband um, knows that um, because I was exposed to pornography, right, um, years ago. When I watch stuff on TV, I have to be sensitive to what I watch. So for him, um, we always have to look at the ratings. We always have to look at, you know, what the content is going to be before I watch it. And if we're watching it and it becomes too much for me, even though we both agree to watch it, we turn it off. Mm -hmm. So just something as simple as that, where he knows that he has to protect me from something like that right mm-hmm. who are the people who was who are going to protect you mm-hmm. that you can trust with your heart that will say you know what i know she's struggling in this area mm-hmm. so instead of instead of shaming her instead mm-hmm. of condemning her instead of saying he is no good and he's never going to find a good wife mm-hmm. how about we just love them through this and help them until god free them from that thing and give them um, the gift that he's going to give them for them to move on. That's where we have to work. I have so much wisdom and nugget in what, you know, you shared for all my dear sisters that are listening, anyone that's listening, that phrase, you know, the, when you give, when you give your heart to the Lord, you know He's going to protect your heart. Yeah, but nurturing, human, nurture it. But yeah. humans, on the other hand, sometimes you know it's a very delicate issue. Yeah, and relationships of all kinds is a delicate issue. Mm-hmm. And as I'm hearing you speak, I'm reminded of even me and my husband during the first few years of our marriage was very oh. If you're listening to this, you probably want to look at YouTube and see my facial expression. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> you know? And one day I remember I asked him, I said, Well, why did you choose to stay? Like you get to the if I if yeah. you if I'm asking yeah. this question, then y'all know yeah. where we were. Yeah, why yeah, did yeah. You choose to stay. And he said, 
I wanted to protect your heart. My God. I didn't want to hurt. I didn't want to see your heart hurt anymore. Yeah. yeah. And similar to you, Ooh. Kim, sexual abuse over and over again, mm -hmm. you get to a place where you, you, you know. Yeah. For me, even yeah. the sight of a man was kind of yeah. like, ugh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that protection for me is gold. Yeah. Right. In friendships, in whatever kind of relationship. Yeah. If yeah. I can see that you're going to see the essence of who yeah. I am enough Absolutely. to protect who I am. Yeah. yeah. I'm loyal for life. I'm that yeah. kind of loyal person. When yeah. I find that person, I stick. <laughs> like, I yeah. stick to you. Like, you yeah. know. Yeah. And that's what access is. That yeah. access that you have or you mm -hmm. give to that person is you're mm -hmm. trusting them with something so precious. Yeah. yeah. Something so valuable. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. when that thing happened with when, when your friend passed away and I saw it, I have learned, you know, over the years you learn how to have these relationships with people. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I didn't even know, I don't even know your love language like that, <laughs> if you're talking about love languages, right? right. But I just I just put myself as like if I was here, I would want something to remember this precious yeah. friend of mine by, you yeah. know. Yeah. And thank God for yeah. Amazon. Amazon will tell you what you need. You just, you know, you put it in there and Amazon's like, here, <laughs> you Go. know, but I'm glad, I'm glad that, you know, it's something that, you know, will always remind you of her because I heard from other people too, late, you know, weeks later, I was like, mm -hmm. who is this beautiful person that I didn't get to meet, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. I'm glad that it, it blessed yeah. you. We have talked so much and I know that there are layers and layers to your story. And listen, I mean, you know, this platform, I mean, I'm making it available for as many women and as many friends as I can make it available to. So tell us about Agape Village. Tell oh. us all about it. <laughs> Ooh, um, Agape was, put it simply, Agape was not something that I wanted. Um, because like I said, I I felt like I was not worthy, right? Mm -hmm. um, but Agape Village started, I started um, my ministry in 2011. Um, I had been doing nonprofit in different, um, well, for-profit. Um, different areas, and I, you know, was part of another nonprofit organization, and I felt like God told me to just step away from that and to just focus on um, women who um, had been through stuff. <laughs> Put it like that, stuff. Um, but when I started, though because Daniel and I were part of marriage ministry and we were um, in pre-married, um, the women who were in our pre-married classes, I, I used to, I made it, I made it, I was intentional about spending extra time with them, talking to them outside of class, mm -hmm. um, making sure I was connecting with them because I felt like, they had more going on than they were telling, right? Because what would happen is every time I would see a girl walk in the door, she would be all dressed up, like head to toe, fine, right? And I'd be like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And you'll sit down. And then she starts talking, and I'm like, oh, okay, right? So mm -hmm. it was, and God started to show me that we have this tendency that our outer our mm -hmm. outward appearance is always put together, mm -hmm. right? But when you start peeling the onion, mm -hmm. right? And then you start to see the real Kim or the real Kate or the real Mary mm -hmm. or whoever, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, oh, okay. That's who I'm dealing with, right? Um, so, mm -hmm. so out of that, God started to show me, right? I'll backtrack by saying when I when I finally left Liberia during the war, I made a um, um, 
what is the word I'm looking for? A I vow? made a vow. a vow. I made an inner vow that I was never going to go back to that country, like ever. Kate, you have no idea. Like I was never, like I told God, you will carry me every part of this earth, but that country, I'm never going back to because of how we had suffered. Let, because let me, of the thing. Let me, let me slide in here with this vow and God. I think God loves it when we make those vows. Yes. You know, when we make those vows, he's like, bad, I got exactly. her. Exactly. Similar vow with me and my husband. I said, yeah. I will never marry a man that, you know, steps out on me and yeah. da, 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 and da, da, da. God was I'm like, like oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but I made this vow that I said I was never going to go back to Liberia. So 2013, Daniel graduates from Georgia Tech and he's getting ready to graduate. And I'm like, okay, you know, um, what do you want to do? This is your, you know, this was, he was in the executive MBA program at Georgia Tech. It was a really rigorous program. So I wanted to do something really special for him. What do you want to do? Whatever you want to do, we'll do it. And he says, I want to go home to see my mama. I said, well, you can go see her. She didn't give birth to me. She gave birth to you. You go see her. You tell her, I said, hello, I'm going to see her on TV or video or whatever, but I ain't going, <laughs> like. I am not getting on the plane. The I am things. not going to Africa. You go. Hate all the things I told this man. And he just said, but that's what I want. And I said, well, you're going to have to have a conversation with God because I ain't going. <laughs> so fast forward, December 25th. 2013, I get on a plane and I go to, I went to Lagos first, Lagos, Nigeria, went to Nigeria first. And then we went to Liberia. And I told Daniel, I said, I can only give you five days. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> like this was a three week trip. Okay. Three weeks. And I said, you get only five days in Liberia. <laughs> so, so we got there on the Monday afternoon and we left on a Friday morning. That was it. I said, and in between Monday and Friday, you need to see all your people and you need to get all the things that you want to get because Thursday night, I'm shutting it down Friday morning. I'm getting on the plane. I'm out of here. <laughs> so. So we got there on Monday, Tuesday morning, we're driving down the street and I see all these young girls, teenagers, beautiful little girls. They're just walking the street, dressed in their school uniforms, but just walking the street. So I asked the driver, I'm like, I don't understand. It's 1030 in the morning. These kids should be in school. Why are they not in school? And he says, well, nine times out of 10, those kids have gotten kicked out of school because their parents can't afford to pay their tuition. So what you see them doing is they're going from one so-called uncle, uncle's office to the other, asking them for money. And the uncle, I'm using my air quotes, air quotes. right? The uncle are telling them that, that the only way he can give them money is if, he, if they sleep with him. Mm -hmm. So these little girls that are 13 and 14 and 15 and 16 are sleeping with these grown men for money to pay tuition. Mm -hmm. So this man is telling me this story and Kate, clear as day, the Holy Spirit said, that's why you came back here. And I said, no, it ain't. <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> no, it ain't. Like, no. Oh, so we come back in 2014. 15 passes. Ebola happened in Liberia in 16, 15 and 16. Ebola happened. And no, so in 2016 or so. 2017, my husband goes to Liberia because by then Holy Spirit wouldn't leave me alone. So Daniel goes to Liberia, registers our organization in Liberia because by now we're a nonprofit here. We have our status here. We're fine. We're doing 
ministry here. I'm good with all of that. Like I'm good with, you know, the mountain retreats and the, and the prayer things and all of that. Like I, you know, it's great. Like we have no issues. 2017, he says, get on a plane, go to Liberia. And I kid you not, I cried the entire way there. I cried because I'm like, I don't even understand why. But I went to do ministry by myself, not knowing who I was going to touch, who I was going to see, nothing of the sort. All I knew was God said to go. And so I went and then I started to see God show me these desperate, beautiful girls who were being abused in so many different ways. And God started to show me myself in them. Kim, you know their story because you've lived it. You know their hardship because you've been through it. It's just a different season for you. I took you out of here so that I could help you to heal. I could equip you and give you the resources so that you can come back and help somebody else. Not for you to sit over there in your little cushy, comfortable home and think that that's the end of the world. And over the years, I have cried so many times because I'm like, I don't, I don't even understand why you're making me do this stuff. And he's like, yeah, you're going to do it. So we started a mentorship program in Liberia. Um, I created a curriculum and we use that curriculum every year to, to train the girls on their identities, on forgiving the people that have hurt them, on some of them come with their children. So learn, teaching them how to be parents, good parents to their children, even though they, they don't understand what that looks like, but helping them to understand what it is now, teaching them hygiene, um, what does it mean for a woman as a young woman? How do you care for your body? A lot of them don't know that. A lot of them are still using cloths rather than pads, you know, um, teaching them the different things that as a young woman, how to love yourself, how to appreciate yourself, how to give yourself space to make mistakes and then have people in your life who can hold you accountable and help you to do better, right? So we started doing this over the years with them. And um, every year when I go, I go home, every, I I go to Liberia every year, y'all. I go the, listen every to that year. irony. <laughs> mm -hmm. How often does Danielle go now? <laughs> this is, listen, Linda, listen. So he actually went with me this year. But that was the first time he had gone since 20, I think 16 or 17. Tell him I said, thank you for being obedient. You went to see mama, but you were on a mission. God sent you exactly. on a mission. <laughs> exactly. So now um, we are full on like um, ministry that caters to girls, dis disadvantaged women and young girls in Liberia. We have a mentorship program. We started a scholarship program this year. We um, awarded eight young women with scholarships to go to school. So high school, college, wherever, trade school, wherever they are in their lives, whatever seasons they're in, um, we just kind of, we're just walking with them. Mm -hmm. um, we have our goal, and this is something that we're working toward, is to be able to start a, um, a program next year where we can teach them life skills. So we're going to do sewing, um, cosmetics, um, cooking, baking, hair, like, you know, different things. Um, but just little things that we can teach them so that when they leave our program and they go out into the world, um, they know how to, to help to, to feed themselves. Because the mm -hmm. problem that we have is most of these girls, when they come and they tell us their stories, it's like when they leave, they go right back into the same thing. Mm -hmm. So our goal now is let's equip her with a life skill, mm -hmm. um, whether it's learning how to braid hair, you know, whatever it is that she wants to do. We, we, we try to find people who can come and teach them that skill. Like I have a friend here. She has been in the hospitality business for a long time. She's mm -hmm. also 
her father is Liberian, her mom is American. Um, so she's going to go home with me maybe next year. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to teach these girls hospitality. When you mm -hmm. want to work at a hotel, how do you present yourself? Mm -hmm. How do you hold a glass? How do you hold a knife and a fork? Like simple things like simple that. Things. So um, our goal next year is to be able to start that program and then run with it, um, hopefully um, in the years to come. So we are Agape mm. Village and we're on Facebook, Instagram, website. We have a website as well, yeah. So Yeah, so I'm going to put all that in the show notes so that folks can listen to it. If your episode is not the longest, I don't know. Girl, it's, it's all right. Good. It's all right. I had so much fun. What are you I'm talking here, about? I was, like, I, was here, I was like, in the beginning of my intro, I'm going to tell everyone, like, just grab yourself a cup of coffee. <laughs> and get comfortable or a glass of wine yes because you know because this is going to be fun and educational yeah. and you know yeah. spirit filled all at the same time but yeah. you see how god works when we put the yeah. vow and he's like put that but just 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 you know just you know yeah. superficially yeah. she can think all she wants but yeah. i know i have the plan i know the plans that i have for her and it's yeah. going to come to pass and i'm yeah. i'm so happy that when when you were talking, I just kept hearing every time you go home, you heal a little bit more. It's oh, like yeah. that's your therapy. You know, yeah. you heal yeah. a little bit more. Even as Absolutely. you're with the girls and you're working mm -hmm. with them, you know, mm -hmm. he 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 brought you here so that you can yeah. help the others come along, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. so yeah. And Absolutely. you have you have a commitment from Godly Woman and Company, you know, Rousseau into the life skills. Just, just keep me updated, girl. Don't, don't do one of those oh. things where I'm on Instagram. It's like, why do you know that stuff? You know, <laughs> text me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I better get it right. <laughs> <laughs> text me. So, so yeah, cause, cause you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, and as I'm hearing you talk, I'm also hearing some things within me about what I've said about Ghana. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, Lord. Yeah. You know? it's, yeah. it's healing. But at the same, you know, it's triggering and it's healing if you allow God to do what he wants to do. So, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. This has been yeah. so. I mean, great. I, I will tell you, Kate, though, that I still have, like, I still have traumatic moments when I'm mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Um, I will drive down the street and I will see something that will trigger something in me and I'll just start crying, you know, um, or I'll just have a, 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 a moment of whatever. But um, I, I see the hand of God every single day while I'm there. Like he shows me ways in which he's working things out for my good um, or for our good. And so um, it's, it's endure because this is your suffering so yes. go through it but trust me that the reward is on the other side you know mm. so when I get a girl call me and say hey I passed all of my exams and I'm graduating from high school next mm. week because you sold into me it's like the most precious gift that God could ever give me right mm. it's not about money it's about how you see the the kingdom work when we go back to the beginning, when you talk about discipleship, mm -hmm. sometimes it takes the form of mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. So you see how that first thing that you told that girl, mm -hmm. um, now she's in this space where she can do something and be something, right? Mm -hmm. One of the girls who started with me in 2017, she's now our ministry assistant. Mm -hmm. Only God, mm -hmm. you know? So so moments like that keeps me going. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, this has been great. So we'll cup, quite, catch, cut, cut, cup it all up with a few fire round questions. And my favorite question that I ask like everybody is, how is your heart, dear sister? How is your heart? Hmm. My heart is full. Um, and my heart is full because I feel like I am living in the will of God. Mm. So my heart is full. Um, I have moments when 
life moments, right? Life moments when um, because of life happening around me, um, I'll go through moments of sadness or moments of, you know, frustration or whatever mm -hmm. else. But I always come back to, um, wow, you know, God has blessed me with so much in this season. Some Sometimes I don't feel like I'm deserving of it mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I have a roof over my head that I never thought that I would have. I have food to eat every day. Um, I have family and friends that love me. Um, I, I serve in a church that I love. I serve in a community that I love. So like my heart is full in terms of like all around um, just being, and I think because my heart is full, I'm in a place where I have peace, right? So I have peace because um, with all the noise from life um, that can distract you from your purpose or whatever, I just feel like God has, God has me in this place where I can do his will because I um I'm at peace. I don't have any um I don't have anything that I feel like will hinder me mm -hmm. from functioning right. So um I have bad days mm -hmm. but um my heart is full mm -hmm. because I think God has allowed me to to heal to be restored, to be redeemed, um, to find my salvation, to find my purpose, um, to find my love, mm -hmm. to be loved, to be accepted, mm -hmm. um, and to be nurtured. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm full. You don't know this, but in the, let's see, somewhere along the lines of um, when we're talking about trusting God with your heart, I wrote down adversity to advocate. Mm. And as you started to talk about everything towards the end, the Holy Spirit was like, that's the title of the episode. Wow. I didn't even know that. Wow. So from adversity to advocate, that's what it is. Girl. But, okay. But it has been great. As always. Wonderful. As always. As always. What does yeah. joy look like for you these days? Ah, uh, this. <laughs> I mean, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is joy. This is like, um, oh my gosh. So, oh, you know, these kinds of conversations brings me so much joy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, before I got on with you, I had a meeting earlier today with my girls um and so we meet once a month on zoom and you know they're all like telling me different things that are that's going on with them and I get so much joy out of just connecting with them right yes. joy for me is um I love to connect with people like I love to sit and talk Mm -hmm. um, whether it's in person or online or whatever but I love to connect with people and I feel like um, for me, that's like, that's like a thing that just kind of, it wakes something up within me, mm -hmm. um, that allows me, because I think too, it's all about when you're talking to people, like certain people, when you're talking to them, um, you come out, like you come alive. Yes. So when I have moments like this, it's like, I, I absolutely love it. Love it, love it, love it. That is great. And yeah. lastly, a golden nugget for the woman out there who is listening in whatever state they're in, whether it is depression, anxiety, joy, expectation, hopefulness. What is that one thing that if you could just hold them like mm -hmm. this, your face like this, what is that one thing you would whisper? You are beautiful. You are accepted. You are amazing. You are an overcomer. You are um, a survivor. You are brilliant. 
You are extraordinary. You are phenomenal. You are all things beautiful. And you are a child of the Most High God. And he loves you. And for those of you who are not watching on YouTube, you might as well just go see what we're doing right here <laughs> and hug your face. Hug your face, your beautiful face. Kim, this has been awesome. It is going to come out in October during Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Okay. I didn't plan it. Wow. But as I'm talking to you and from adversity wow. to advocate, it's the perfect, perfect month to release this. And so... I hope everybody that hears your voice, they are blessed by your journey, um, mm. your wisdom, your courage, and just the courage mm. to be who mm. God wants you to be. It, it takes courage to be that. It does. Yeah, absolutely. And and I thank you for the opportunity because, like I said, um, I've always been afraid to share whether it's part of, of all of my story, because I don't know how people are going to receive it. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I know that even coming on here, it took a lot of courage for me mm -hmm. because I don't, I don't like to, um, I, I, I don't like to open myself up like that, but I thank you for allowing me to, because, um, I believe that God is ushering me into a new season. And part of that is allowing him to expose me more. Yeah. So if, I was, if, if I was going to write a book or if you were going to write a book, I'll say <laughs> from adversity to advocate, the courage to be who God has purposed me to be. Okay, so you write the book and I'll do the forward. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> but listen... Take me to Liberia. I'll take you to Ghana. Our ministries, oh, amazing things ahead. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. You know, I love you. You're a dear sister and you're welcome any day, any day, anytime you have something to say. I got a space for you. Thank you so much, Kate. I love you too, sir. So. Love you too. I'll All talk right, to you God later. Bless. Bye bye. <laughs>